Hello everyone, it's Daniel here from The Wander Near, Season 3, Episode 18. And today we're going to be talking with Thais. Thais is a singer, songwriter, artist, creative, filmmaker, and fellow coffee drinker from the DMV, but originally from Tucson. So let's go Tucson. So in this, we just talked about music, talked about life, talked about uh, Thais's film and Thais's music and just had it overall a great just a great conversation just really getting to know who Thais is and what makes Thais cool you know so without further ado here is the episode uh if you can introduce yourself and then tell us something random about yourself or okay Okay, my name is Tai, and I am a artist and musician from the DMV area, but I am from Tucson. That is the home land, Tucson, Arizona. Sounds a fun fact about myself. Um, not really a lot to be honest. Um, but I would say is I have a film that made it into a film festival. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It so, was. Uh, what's it about? I'm done. So, yeah. Sorry. It was called. It's it's called She, and basically it was just it was her film class. And at this point, I didn't know what I was doing yet. I'm in film school. Another fun fact. So I didn't really know what I was doing in film yet. Um, so I it was just for like a small project for a class. And the film is basically about um, this person's like dream girl, basically admiring them, um, you know, fantasizing and wanting to be with them. Mm-hmm. And throughout this little journey in the film, it was never real. So it's basically kind of like a little spin on love at first sight. Yeah. A little corny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's basically what it's about. And it kind of takes you on a little adventure for two minutes. It's a really, really short film. Mm-hmm. But it made it into this film festival for the college I was going to. And then for the Alexandria Film Festival here in Virginia. So. That is yeah. cool. Oh, okay. So we got some- Yeah. So check it out. <laughs> so that's what you're saying is you're famous, basically. Yeah, you know, I like to think of myself as like a Scorsese, you know. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's as you should. Bad, that was a bad joke. <laughs> you know, we're all bad jokes in this podcast, I'll tell you then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So I guess kind of going off that, what kind of got you into like movies were you always a kid that liked movies like filming or did you just discover it one day like yeah like what kind of got you into that um really what got me into it was so my dad he used to have like this old it was a camera that was literally just like this but just a little older looking i think it was like a jbc or something like that um and he would basically he would record like family stuff, like family and friends. He would record it to the house. And I would always kind of like play the cassettes on the TV mm-hmm. together. Like yeah. we would, we, there would be night, there would be nights where my dad would kind of play cassettes that he's recorded on 
we would just watch it and just as if it was like our own kind of like movie or show um and i think from there like that definitely introduced me to it and how much i liked that feeling like sharing that moment with, with people in the same room as you like when you go to the movies and everyone's there and it's kind of like a communal thing which i really liked about it so it started from there um i did start playing with that camera i started filming myself <laughs> um do not have those cassettes anymore i don't know what happened to yeah. some a long life they got lost yes but i uh, the first video i've ever filmed of myself was it was a makeup tutorial and i was using my mom's makeup and it had the camera like i had it flipped over like this and i was like eight yeah i don't know what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so i filmed that and then really i think that's what kind of sparked the interest when i was young was kind of seeing my dad do that with his with his camera um and from there like i've always just taken interest in like anything media related movies um just really spoke to me and whenever i would see a movie with my family or with friends i would get just really like immersed into the world mm -hmm. and from there i kind of just you know wanted to move for further with it so when it came down to college i was like yeah you know i think this is something that i want to try out yeah. <laughs> and yeah it yeah it definitely took a lot to to get to the point where i wanted to study it in college i was a little afraid honestly because you know they say that it doesn't grant you a job or you're gonna be broke and then you're gonna you're not gonna be able to find a job because it's super competitive but i mean that's probably the only thing i feel like i'm kind of good at yeah hmm. you know so it was like <laughs> we'll see where we will see where it takes me i yeah. guess yeah this, that's, that's cool. a little background on that that's cool um What's like your like top three favorite movies and then like maybe one or two movies that you just don't like, but you, you don't know <laughs> where you watch them because you don't like that. <laughs> uh, well, one of my favorite movies of all time, like hands down, I could watch this movie a million times and still cry to it. Um, it's definitely Baha La Misma Luna. Um, have you heard of that film? Under the Same Moon? No, I need to watch it then. It's Isn't really, it? it's super good. Okay. Super good. It's basically about a little boy and his mom from Mexico. And his mom decides to cross over because she wants to grant him a better life. Mm -hmm. And he has to stay there for a bit with his family, with his grandma there. Um, and his grandma ends up passing away. Oh no. And he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of left alone there. Um, so he kind of embarks on this like, little journey of his to travel to Cal to, to California where his mom was at by himself <laughs> uh, because he wants to find his mom and he and this little boy was only like eight or nine so yeah so it's a whole ordeal um you know in that situation so he ends up traveling to California and um I don't want to spoil it for you but he he ends up like finding his mom <laughs> but yeah, it comes at the very end of the movie and it's just, there's so much emotion in it and it's intense and like there's so many moments where you just want to like be with the kid and like support him. Yeah, yeah so that's definitely one of my favorite films. Um, second favorite film of all time is Her. Have you seen Her? No, I'm not. Really? The, the movie about the guy that falls in love with the son? Seriously, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Okay. Dang, I need to watch movies. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um let me i don't remember the jerk's name off the top of my head which is funny because i've seen this movie like a million times yeah 
Um, but maybe if I say the director's name, you'll you at least have some familiarity. Spike Jones. It's a Spike Jones film. Okay. Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Okay. Nice. Um, and it's this movie with Joaquin Phoenix, this guy. Oh yeah. 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 So this is a favorite film of mine because um I feel like the characters are hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I am. So like I feel good resonate with that. <laughs> and yeah, just the whole tone of the film, the way it looks, you know, just really spoke to me. And, you know, like that movie always is kind of described so I feel inside sometimes. Yeah. But I really like it. Um, so those those two movies are my favorites. And a movie that I don't really like but I still watch. Yeah. <laughs> what is that movie gonna be? Scary movie. Okay. Wait, I don't know what I- it is about that movie. Like Wait. the scary, the whole like scary movie, like series. Oh, series. Okay. Yeah. Like the whole like parody thing. Okay. I don't know. I do. I just don't know why I don't like it. Like, I don't know what it is about it. I don't know. I just, I've never, it's, I've never catered to it, but I'll still watch it. If like, um, I don't know if someone's like begging me to watch it with them or they're watching it in the living room or something, I'll kind of like, you know, chime in, but it's never something that I'll like google be like oh I'm, I'm gonna watch scary movie like no <laughs> yeah, no i feel no yeah so yeah. that movie series so i guess my next question is what kind of got you into doing music like singing you know producing things of that nature like where did you start so i i feel like it kind of began in orchestra okay those were the days so it really began playing and learning how to play the cello and that kind of just, yeah, that, that's just, I, I played a cello for seven years. I still remember how to play it. I just don't have a cello anymore, which sucks. I need to get one. <laughs> cello is such a beautiful I use, It really is. It's like the middle ground. It can go high. It can go low. It's like a sweet spot. Um, I loved playing the cello. So I think when I started in orchestra, I started in like sixth grade. It really made me appreciate like music a lot like i began to notice a little thing music like this since but you know the details that you don't really hear at first um but you know, you appreciate music a lot more you know and as the years went on i just kind of gained more of a love for it yeah and honestly like in general just as a kid like watching like high school musical or like corny but camp rock Camp Rock was cool. The first movie was awesome. Of course, yeah. And then it just like, it just, yeah. yeah. And now it's like a meme. <laughs> now it's a meme. Uh, but yeah, Guilty, Camp Rock, High School Musical really got me, you know, um, interested in that. And then playing orchestra throughout the years just really increased my interest. Um, and then I think in my like second or third year in college, Mm-hmm. Um, I met a couple friends who kind of like really taught me and like how to use logic and they added me into their music group, which I really appreciated because I wanted to get my foot in the door somehow, but I just didn't like, I didn't really know like where to begin. Yeah. And luckily for them, like they definitely showed me a lot and we got to make some songs together mm-hmm. and yeah, <laughs> that's where that, that's the origin, yeah. the origin story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That is really cool. The the whole, like, from playing orchestra, because, I mean, I, I, like, when I was younger, it's 
sixth grade, I, I started to play the cello and then I stopped and then I like played it back in high school for like a year. Um, but that is really cool that like you started playing the cello and then you kind of gradually worked your way up and then you, you know, and then you met people who were open to like inviting you in. I think that, that I think that's really cool. And I think that that kind of ties into like my next question, which is like, um, so like, did you, did you ever get into any like bands? Like, did you ever perform for some bands or play for some bands or did you ever have a band or did you just automatically want to like, just kind of do solo music? Um, I never like really thought I would solo at first like I never really honestly I didn't really want to be solo <laughs> yeah. I I liked I like the comfort of like of working with other people and I like the collaboration and it just makes you know producing music so much more fun um so I actually was in a small music group um it was known as Wobies that was like the very first group that I've ever been in yeah. And um we did release some we did release some music. It was like our first little EP project, but we didn't last too long because, you know, some of us were transferring colleges and other parts of Virginia, so it just wouldn't work. Mm. Um but I was in that crew for quite a bit. We released an EP and just being a part of that process and, you know, collaborating with them and we taught each other a few things and it just made it really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, I don't, I don't enjoy making music anymore. No, I love making music. Um, it's, it's a struggle, you know, it is a struggle, but I appreciate every part of the process, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, never thought I'd be solo. Here we are. So when I kind of came into it, like never thought this is going to be at some point, just me doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I later on in the future though, I do like want to collaborate with other musicians and I do want to start my own like indie band. <laughs> Yeah, that's I have this, yeah, I have this pipe dream of starting a band called Clementine. <laughs> okay, then yeah, you gotta go with the fruit name Clementine's just sweetie, and I feel like we can definitely make some good music. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe be on the lookout for that. Who knows? You can see Clementine somewhere, I mean, but yeah, you're number one fan, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, let's do it. Let's do it. Clementine, <laughs> it's, it's gonna pop off at some point. I'm so for real about that. Like, I want to start a band yeah. so bad. Like, it just makes some really cool music. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, I love doing music, but sometimes it can get a little lonely when it's just you. It's just fun to collaborate more. Yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it, it just yeah, it just makes it more fun because you know there's just so much more collaborative, and everyone has like a different perspective on something, and like yeah. you never know like how much more you can benefit whatever your idea is because someone else sees it a different way. Yeah. Um, and that's what I liked about being in that group is that there was a lot of collaborative, collaborative yeah. inclusion and we would give each other feedback. And, you know, I'm someone who really like takes feedback pretty serious because mm. I want to know from someone else's eyes, like what's wrong or what could be better. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, because if it's just you, it's like, you're, only, you're the only person giving yourself feedback. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to say to yourself? <laughs> um, yeah. But. Yeah, no, that's very true. I agree. I guess with that being said, kind of my next question is, do you, do you sometimes kind of find yourself too much into your head? Um, be it music, be it life, be it like 
whatever. And if so, how have you like dealt with that? If you're, if you've dealt with and if you haven't, like, you know, how, how do you think you could be able to like deal with that? Yeah. Um, I will admit that I'm definitely someone who gets like stuck in here a lot. Um, and I try so like insanely hard to not do that. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's just human nature to be in your head sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is like, I will definitely top myself down sometimes. Like I would definitely beat myself up, top myself down, like, you know, go through that really toxic process. But the ways that I kind of escape out of that is um, I really just try to uplift myself and like surround myself with good people around me, good support, if anything. Um, and this really hits me when making music the most. Like all that really just like hits me when I'm making music. Because I don't know, sometimes like I have all these ideas and then when I, and I'm so happy, like I'm so proud of them. And then when I get them on like, like on, a, on the track or anything like, or, you know, get them on the track put them on there see how it sounds and I get so dis discouraged because I'm like wow like I really thought like in my head this is gonna be like this amazing like oh my god yeah amazing chorus amazing melody and then when I hear it back I'm like wow not it <laughs> oh <laughs> that's not it uh and that all kind of gets in my head sometimes but um you know I just heard to remind myself that it's that's you know that's a part of the process Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of trial and error when making music and it's just something that you have to learn how to cope with honestly you have to accept that your first melody is not always going to be your best melody or your first verse is not always going to be the best one there's always going to be a, a range of ideas again that are going to come out so that's something that i try to deal with <laughs> and try to like accept is that it's okay Thais. <laughs> there are more ideas you know um but yeah that's kind of what I try to do. So to answer the question is, yes, I have definitely dealt with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it still happens. <laughs> and I'm still trying to deal with it. And so now that, that is pretty, that is pretty interesting. Because I think, yeah, I think I'm kind of the same. Is like, yeah, like, you know, like how you said, kind of sometimes you like talk yourself down, basically. Mm -hmm. you, it, like the ideas or whatever. Yeah, I, I think I've. I've like internally found myself do that. Um, and sometimes, sometimes it's kind of helpful. <laughs> that makes sense. And here, yeah, uh, me. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 exactly. Like in the sense that like, I think sometimes if I, if I kind of like talk myself out of an idea, maybe it probably was not a good idea to do it. It can just be my gut telling me like, don't do it. But alternatively, it could also just be like fear and doubt and all that stuff that's like preventing me from like doing something. But then also I think on the other side of it, it's like sometimes you kind of have to go through those, you know, those like stages. Because um, like, I don't know, I, I think that there's, there's kind of like, like a whole process of being someone who's creative, right? It's like a few stages. Um, I kind of equated to like the stages of grief, basically. But like, anyway, so like, <laughs> it it makes sense to me so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like, all right, so like, basically, there's stage one where you're super excited for this idea. Yeah. Right. Then stage two, you start to kind of do a little research, 
through a little like practicing just little here and there. Then stage three, you start working on whatever it is. Then stage four, you're like, mm, you're in the middle. So you're like, uh, no, I don't want to do this. So then stage five, you're like, yeah, I'm definitely not doing this. And then fear, doubt, all that stuff comes. Then stage six, you kind of see like inspiration around you. So then it flips you. So you're like, okay, I want to do this. Then stage seven, you're like, I got to do this. And then stage eight, the final stage is you did it. And then you're like, oh, wow, I've accomplished something. And so, you know, I guess kind of going off of that, do you ever find yourself through those like small little stages when you're, when you want to do something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, like I, I'm definitely, I think the, the right side of the brain is the creative, it's the creative side of the brain, right? right? Yeah. So I'm a right brainer. So I definitely go through that a lot. Um, because I just always have like ideas to do something different and creative. Like I, for example, I want to start a podcast. So I was telling you about this band, I want to start making music, but like, oh my God, I want to make a film one day. And I like, I sometimes feel like I'm all over the place. So I, when it comes down to actually doing one of these things, I do try to make a plan like that, that you were just kind of describing. And I do try to have like a vision for it, try to execute the idea because it's helpful. And um, sometimes like everything up here can just be jumbled up and you really just need to like set it out mm-hmm. and just create a plan for it. Like see how it's going to work. It's making music, test out your verses, test out your melodies see what's what's going on if it is the work it doesn't work and then that's how you know it either it wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. or you just need to prove it yeah but yeah i i don't like write down the plan <laughs> yeah i don't write it down but i have like a mental plan um but what i need to get better at is writing it down mm. that's something that i internally like need to do it's like i need to to get here and like actually like physically write it down because that's what helps me yeah but yeah Definitely make a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. The whole writing. Yeah. It's funny because like I like to write, but I don't like writing on my pens, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't make any like sense in my brain, but yeah. But like, yeah, like everything that I've done up until now, like I don't have a plan for it, but somehow. It just works. Like, what do you mean? It just works out. It just works out. It just works out, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the whole idea of like serendipity, right? Mm-hmm. And how, like, I don't know. I, I just have this like eternal optimism that like anything will work out no matter how hard or what it will like take for me to do it. Some, like, for example, I, uh, I wanted to throw concerts a few years ago. And so I planned it all out and like, God, like I, I literally was going to get this artist to come to Seattle and had everything all planned out. Um, but what happened was this artist was not from, he was from the States. He was from UK, but he had a gap between from, he was coming to LA, uh, I think Portland or whatever. So he could have, so he could have went to Seattle. Anyway, Mm -hmm. nonetheless, I got him in, I like. Reached out to his management, did all that stuff. Was getting into the venue. And then the venue guy called me and was like, yo, Daniel, you know what you're doing? I'm like, of course. 
the guy will come, then whatever money you make for the show, I'll pay him. And then he leaves. And the guy's like, nah, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, you're going to have to pay for his flight. You have to pay for this, 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 this. And then I was like, damn. So I was, you know, like, I was like, this sucks. Cause I really wanted this artist to come. But oddly enough, like a few months later, I reached out to the venue and I threw like my very first show, like in 2019. And it was just funny how, like, I had to like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, you know, I had to go through those, like those awkward steps to kind of get what I wanted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess kind of like, kind of like going off of that, like, do you, have you ever experienced something of that where like you, you wanted something and like you, you, you kind of reached out for for the first time, but then it didn't work out. Or then maybe months later, years later, weeks later, days later, hours later, whatever, like it kind of slowly like came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a similar situation, um, but it kind of ended up working out, I guess, um, was so basically, um, before I got into the music group, Wobies, um, it was kind of a process, which is really yeah. awkward because, um, I am kind of an introvert and an extrovert at the same time. And I don't know, I think some people are like, I think many people are also like that. So when it comes to singing, I'm like really shy about it. <laughs> I get really shy to sing in front of other people. And I know this is something that I'm going to have to break at some point, but who knows when that's going to happen. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty shy when it comes to singing in front of people. So when I was trying to kind of coordinate with the members of Wobies, um, which is my friend Andres, um, Jose and Alu, I kind of had to audition in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time, Andres and I, we were working on a film together at college and we were working on this film together and he, it somehow came known that they make, they make, he makes music. So when he, when I found out about that, I kind of like try to take the initiative to get involved in that because that's something that, that was a part of me that I just needed to, like, I wanted to nourish. So when I found out that they make music, I kind of went out of my way and was like, Hey, like, let me hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was really awkward because I mean, I've, I've never like asked someone to put me in their band ever. Like I've never been like, Hey, I want to sing for you. Like I've, I've never done that before. And it was so awkward and I wanted to die while doing this whole process. Um, initially. So I was introduced to everyone in the group. They showed me the music. The first song I heard was a song called Addicted. And I was like, wow. Like this is this is really good and like not even just sizing it. I really like the song itself and I was liking what they were doing and I I just they were such talented people. They still are. They're very talented and I was yes. just kind of really impressed. And I got even more scared. I was like, dude, <laughs> should I even like try to be in this group anymore? Mm-hmm. Um so you know, talking more to undress and everything, and like they invited me to like a little session that they were having at the school. Um, they were kind of working on the song and I, I think that today I ended up singing a little bit for them and I, I, it was so awkward. Like, I think, I, I think my voice is kind of like cracking a little bit while I was singing. Um, so they ended up hearing me sing 
and we kind of just like stuck i kind of just stick with them like i wasn't told to like oh you know what it's okay yeah <laughs> maybe next time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah i would say like and i hope that answers the question but yeah that's something that i um kind of started off doing and it was just really awkward and i had like no idea where to start and honestly i think it was a little awkward for them too because they've never like i think it wasn't very common for them to kind of have someone want to be in their group. It wasn't like too much of a thing yet. Um, they had a few people before me, but it was, it never kind of like stuck, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it was not like something that was very familiar to them either. So I think for both parties, it was, it was just really awkward. <laughs> yeah. um, and it just ended up sticking. And uh, Andres is actually like one of my closest friends right now. And he's also my boyfriend. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> worked out. <laughs> it definitely works out. Yeah, that's oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always yeah, it's kind of interesting because I I'm also like you, introvert, kind of heavy to be honest, but ex but extrovert in in some situations, which is like weird. I think it's like. If I'm, if I'm around somebody enough and I feel comfortable, then like, it's all, it's over, you know? It's over. You'll <laughs> <laughs> get to like know the true Daniel, you know? Um, <laughs> the, the true Daniel, the real me. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, that's really cool that you kind of like took that initiative. Cause I think that, yeah, that, yeah, it's always funny how sometimes stuff that are uncomfortable becomes comfortable once you've like taken that step you know because like you could have not have taken the step and maybe you know maybe something to not have occurred that like happened now you know what i mean um, yeah 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 i definitely like if I, that never happened i would have probably not have had any kind of music out yet or had any experience you know working in a studio or just you know working with other musicians you know like it never i don't think it would have happened yet and yeah. who knows when it would have if i never did that exactly <laughs> so uh, it was very ballsy but <laughs> yeah you know, they just have to be uncomfortable yeah took the side thing out yeah um okay so i guess my next question is tell me about your song sweden how did it come to be what does it mean yeah, so I, yeah. So I just, yeah, I just want to hear the story because it's going to be fun. You like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so Sweden is a COVID baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the COVID baby. And I, fir I first heard the beat um, literally like early COVID. So Andres is working on this beat. Mm -hmm. He produced it. And he was kind of going for Jacob Ogawa kind of realm. You know who Jacob Ogawa is? No, but I need to listen to him. Okay. Also needs some music. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was kind of going for that a little bit, kind of playing with that sound. And when I heard the beat, I instantly just like, just fell in love with it and gravitated towards it. It was exactly the kind of like style that I was kind of going for at the time, I think. That's the thing with like with you know music. It's I feel like um I'm not gonna be sticking in like one genre for too long. I kind of want to hop around. 
Um, but yeah, like at the moment, I gravitated towards it immediately. And so did Jose, who features on that song. Yeah. Um, Jose put a verse on it first. And um, like the song itself is a kind of, is supposed to be about kind of the loss of like love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a happy, sad song. <laughs> so it's supposed to be about like, you know, losing love and like things changing and you know but you kind of want to you don't you don't want things to change but they but life kind of happens and it it changes things and like it's a part of being okay with that but the song is also whiny and it's like no i don't i don't want things to change (laughs) but that's kind of what the song is about it's about you know loss of love and wanting to regain something that you know is not really there anymore lighting the fire that's just not gonna ignite and that's essentially what the song was about with a little touch of like you know trying to be caring at the same time um there's a part of the song that kind of talks about like kind of hits a little bit at covid (laughs) i can't remember exactly what part it was i think it was um it was like yeah i can't remember i get nervous so like i can't remember but that's kind of essentially what the song is about you know it's about like rekindling a love that just no longer can be rekindled you know yeah. um which sucks it sucks for some people <laughs> um but yeah so heard the beat in early covid and kind of along the way we were working on it on and off because covid really obviously like restricted a lot of things like some of us want to be in the same room at this at the moment and like you know staying home and that kind of thing really limited the process on that song Mm-hmm. And um, once studios kind of started opening up, we Andres kind of pulled out the beat again from under the dust, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hey, you know, like, why don't we keep working on this?" <laughs> and um, he he definitely took the initiative on that song. I will be honest; like, he definitely like took it out of the gutter, you know, really pushed for it to be developed and be done, mm-hmm. and. It was a struggle to create those melodies on there and the flow and everything. And I think with everyone's like really, you know, dedicated time, we made a pretty good song. Yeah. Um, and it's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> cool. But yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, it's I'm really happy and proud of like how that song came out. And I just really hope like, you know, it sticks with people and it makes people move their dance and move around and like just kind of like be content listening to it even though it, the topic of the song is just it's a it's a little sad yeah yeah okay yeah. no i it gives you like a little yes <laughs> no no i i totally agree i i think i found you on tiktok just randomly it was like <laughs> literally it was like the for you page um and yeah no yeah like, yeah that that beat and then your vocals like like instantly like captured my attention and i was like yeah i gotta like i gotta hear more of this um and then like i don't know like sometimes what i do is if i find an artist that i like or someone that i think is really cool i start to like listen to all their stuff a lot and then kind of like i don't know i just kind of like figure out how to explain it like i like to dig deeper into like the person's music the person all that stuff and follow Mm -hmm. and all that um i guess that's that's how we're here now, you know what I mean? But yeah, 
Thanks for reaching out. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. For, thanks. Thanks to TikTok. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, TikTok. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like if you didn't produce a TikTok, and it just if it didn't hit me at the right time at the right headspace, like I would not have you know probably found it. Um, yeah. So um. Yeah. I was gonna say that. So the verse that kind of really. I guess gives you like a little insight to more of like the theme of the song mm-hmm. is definitely the second verse. It's like, why can't it be the same? These feelings shouldn't change. Thoughtless would keep us safe. Walk away, but grab my waist. Mm-hmm. So that kind of part is supposed to be like, oh, like, you know, I don't want this love to, to change. Like, I don't want you to leave. Like, I wish things could just be normal again. Like, but at the same time, you know, that wanting that isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still want it <laughs> you still want it so yeah. kind of questions like is this like lust that's you know still keeping us attracted to each other um and then when i say like walk away but grab my waist is kind of saying like f that just come back over here it's like helping which is <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> um yeah and when the night comes can you be the one next to me when i close my eyes <laughs> but yeah i think that i think that verse is like the one that you know that kind of gives you like a good idea of like what the song is about. Yeah. You no, know, how to break it down. Genius, genius video. Yes. The little <laughs> genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually got that from Genius. Genius, what's up? Hey, you made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. No, yeah, like I said, it's a very nice song, and like yeah, that topic of like love. And like lust and like, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a few situations in my life where like there was someone that I like really liked. Like I truly liked and like it was like, oh yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll like become boyfriend and girlfriend and this, that and the other and, you know. But then it's like, sometimes life kind of just has a funny way of working where it's like, "Mm, not really. I don't think this is the right person for you. But then it's, yeah, but then it's like, yeah, it's like kind of going back to what you're saying. It's so hard to like remove yourself from that situation where you're like, no, this is the person that I want. But then, but then it's like, but, the, but everything that should go right, doesn't go right. Murphy's law. Yeah. Me. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that's just kind of how I felt when I was listening to that song because I, like, was remi- was remembering certain situations and, and actually one situation with this one person that could have worked out, but like, they were in Canada, I was here in Seattle, so it was not going to even work out, even if it was going to work out. Yeah. But such is life, right? I mean, um. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 just super honest, you know. When it comes to that, it's like you you want to fight for that person, and you want things to go well, and you do what you can for for it to work out. But sometimes it ends up not working out, you know. And it's and it's tough to kind of deal with and bear. And that's and that's why I feel like you know some of us want to keep trying or become really patient with that person because you know we're in love with the with the vision of what it could be mm-hmm. versus like the reality of it and what it is you know and 
when I was working on the song, I was kind of going through that. I really wanted things to work out with this person, but at the same time, there were so many like factors and values and just everything that, you know, it was telling me no. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's kind of the premise is honesty, really. You know, a lot of people go through that. Like they want to be with this person, they do what they can, even when in the back of their heads, they know that, you know, this isn't going to work, <laughs> but they keep trying. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, hey. Yeah. Sad boy hours. Sad boy hours now. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's nine o'clock. It's, it's when I. Is, that, is it sad boy time? It's a lot to be having some interview. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just. Go watch Nemo or something after this. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I got some popcorn and some kombucha, so I think I'll be okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I credit you for drinking kombucha. Yeah, thank you. It's the worst, but. Yeah, it's, uh, well, this is not sponsored, but it should be. But uh, this brand, I don't think you could see it. <laughs> Rowdy Mermaid? Yes, it's actually pretty good. Um, I'll send you the link. It's pretty good kombucha. Really? Yes. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's the taste for me. It's like the smell, you know? Ah, uh, okay. So vinegary. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I drink, I take like apple cider vitamins. Oh. And I, I can't even stand those. Like, just like the smell. Yeah. Yeah, the smell reality. Yeah, apple cider vinegar is, it's good for you, but it smells bad. But the worst is fish oil. Have you ever had fish oil? <laughs> I, I've smelled the pills, though. Like, I've, I've smelled them. And it's, it's fishy. <laughs> I can't, like, I don't know how, you know, I credit those people for taking the virtual vitamins. Yes. I die. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I used to take it when I was younger, but it was like, so like, basically, this is completely unrelated, but basically my grandpa used to like, give me like literal like fish oil. Like he'd be like, here, eat this. I can't say no. He, you know, he's my good boy, right? And plus, I was like, like eight or nine or ten. You know, like I got no say. So I'm like, okay. So I, <laughs> I you know, so I, I ate it for like a few years, and yeah. Now, if you like, just like if you give me fish oil, I don't think I can eat it. I think I'd like bug out or something. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. You're a, sol- you're a soldier, bro. For going Thank that. you. Thank you. I, you're going to yeah. enforce the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, was, it was a tough life as a kid. <laughs> oh, no. I, I can't. No. <laughs> it, um, Bless your heart, man. Thank you. Thank you. What do I like to drink? Mm-hmm. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. Soda. Coffee. Okay. Like number one, I could have like three cups of coffee throughout the okay. day, no water, and be like straight. Because I know it's so bad. Because you know you got to drink your water. <laughs> I'm really bad at drinking water. I'm working on it. The water and the coffee, so you're fine. That's only- yeah, exactly. There's water and coffee. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's yeah. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so coffee is like my favorite drink. Okay. Um, the coffee is like a top, like number one for me. Yeah. Um, and then if we're talking like soda. I don't know. I'm going to get judged for saying this, but like Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. I really like Dr. Pepper. Judge me all you want. I don't care. 
I've had it. I've had it twice. It's actually surprisingly good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So Dr. Pepper, coffee, water. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else do I drink? Yeah, that's kind of it. Like when it comes to, I I try not to drink so much soda because, you know, like not good for you. Um, But yeah, so water and coffee is like the mains, the main, the main peeps. Let's, all right. So let's, let's picture this. You're at a coffee shop and you have like unlimited money. All right. What would you like, like what's your ideal coffee drink slash like pastry or whatever at the coffee shop? Okay. All right. So if I'm going to ball out. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Like I'm going to ball out. hundred dollars to ball out at a coffee shop. What would okay, you? If I'm going to ball out, huh? I'm going to get definitely like a nice latte for sure like a nice like maybe like a caramel latte with like i don't know like some caramel drizzle mm. fancy foam or whatever probably like if if i have like that much like of a budget i'm probably gonna ball out and like get something good mm-hmm. something that i have never tried before because i'm broke and i can't afford it <laughs> um so something like latte-ish okay like, probably like pastries definitely um chocolate croissant oh like yeah. warmed up or cold definitely warmed up okay. chocolate croissant it really depends on what this like fantasy bakery of our of ours has mm-hmm. but if it's like a super fancy chocolate croissant cool if it's like a little basic like like a little just i don't know like a really basic whack chocolate croissant i'm finally gonna yeah. get it and get whatever like they have there that's better okay but <laughs> definitely those latte kind of like some kind of croissant Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you gonna get okay um i think i would get i would definitely get an affogato i would get like probably like four scoops of vanilla ice cream and then like and maybe like four or five shots of espresso um because you know what is that what is that called uh affogato it's it's like coffee and it's ice cream it's like vanilla ice affogato i've never yeah. heard of that it's really good. I'll like. You mean I'll, you're speaking rich to me because I've never heard of that. I only speak broke over here. <laughs> what can I say? You know. <laughs> hey, like, I mean, it flags, but. <laughs> I, I mean, like. That sounds good, though. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. I'll send you photos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a few. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got one right here. <laughs> no, we'll do actually. <laughs> got it a lock. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so I'll either get that or I'd probably just get like, yeah, like a really nice coffee. Although I personally don't like drinking coffee. If I could ball out, I'd get a really nice, like really good coffee. And then pastry wise, I would say either a chocolate chip cookie. Um... Honestly, a slice of cake, that'd be really good. Like carrot cake, but like, but like more specifically carrot cake from, from Cheesecake Factory is really good. Those guys make really good carrot cake, in my opinion. Really? I don't think I've had the carrot cake. The carrot cake. (laughs) Um, I've had carrot cake. One of my favorites Mm -hmm. is, um, (laughs) you can't judge me for saying this, but so at 7-Eleven, like, they sell like little pastries. Oh, wait, the little square ones, right? Yeah, and they have little yeah. carry cakes. And I don't know what that company's name, but man, man it's whatever they are. Yeah, it's, it's really good. 
like the the carrot icing on the top is is really smooth and it's creamy and it's like like the perfect amount of sweet yeah and then the actual bread it's just fluffy and it's like kind of brownie style yeah. um that's good okay i gotta try it you need to try gas station 7-eleven carrot cake yeah. that's where it's at i'll try my- a little budget yes for that. speaking of budgets <laughs> as we continue on your series of food all right Let's say you had twenty dollars. Where would you go eat? If I had twenty dollars, yeah, actually, do I also not three dollars? Actually, nah, scratch that. You got you got uh sixty dollars between three meals. You have twenty for breakfast, twenty for lunch, twenty for dinner. But you can you can like use less on each meal to then make to then to then have more. On your final meal and snack, sorry. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so for breakfast, I guess I would. So, if I'm having breakfast, I'll probably go somewhere and like maybe just get some like toast, mm. not avocado toast because I, w- I want to branch out out of the oh. avocado toasting. <laughs> um, and I would try to find somewhere that has like different kinds of like toast or something. I don't know. Probably like a brunch cafe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so do that, but not spend too much money. So maybe when I'm there, like maybe want to spend around like less than twenty bucks. Okay, like sixteen. Yeah. Um, to so get a nice coffee from there as well. So if we go to lunchtime, yeah, I have how much money? Twenty bucks. Yes, plus the remittance. So now you have twenty four because he's spent. Okay. Yeah, I had something. <laughs> About $24. I usually like kava. Have you had kava before? I don't think so. What is it? Okay. It's like Mediterranean food. It's a Greek food. Okay. Okay. So um, I would probably go somewhere like that or maybe go get like probably a burrito. Mm. So either that or go get a burrito. Okay. So burritos in Virginia are kind of expensive. It's insane. Um, so I think like the last burrito I bought was like fourteen bucks. It was a fourteen dollar burrito, but this is weird for me because in Tucson, in yeah. Arizona, burritos are cheap. Exactly. Six dollars. Yeah. But here they're expensive. Burritos, they're, they're very expensive. I do not appreciate that. Um, so probably get a burrito. <laughs> so I'll get my burrito. You know, I'll have my lunch or whatever, and then. You know, let's go on to like later in the day. Yes. What is Teddy's having for dinner? Let's yes. see. I'll, I'll try to be smart because since I had like a heavy burrito, I need to like chill out. Um, so for dinner, maybe like I'll probably just get like salmon and like rice or something. Ooh, okay. Salmon, like some, you know, somebody's on the side, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not cooking it because I'm lazy. So I'll probably go somewhere and get that. <laughs> Yeah. Which is probably gonna be a little pricey. Because <laughs> good salmon is expensive. Yeah. But yeah. Good choice. And the dap with some salmon. That's a good choice. I respect that. Yeah. Do you like salmon? I do. I don't eat it often, but I do like salmon. Salmon's good. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm doing with my with my expenses that day. I respect that. <laughs> I'm just grateful enough to, you know, be able to get food, honestly. You know, I'm really like, I try, I try not to be picky. The only thing that I get kind of picky about is like 
fast food because I uh, I could try not to eat so much fast food, but it ends up happening because budget. Of course. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, just, it ends up happening, you know, and it's got to be humble. At least, at least it's food. At least it is food because yeah. you can either have nothing. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. I've, I've definitely been there many times. <laughs> More recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, also, it's kind of, like, it kind of makes you resourceful in a way. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you do it, but, like, I kind of like to, like, find restaurants and sign up for the email list because then I know I can get, like, a free meal or something, like a discount. Yeah. Or, like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not at that level yet, but I should I should take some tests from you and do that. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I can teach you my skills on it. I've got that science down pretty well. So. <laughs> yeah. I need to get on that because I need to, you know, start being smart about that. Yeah. The only like coupons I use right now are like uh, sometimes I use McDonald's coupons or um, <laughs> the coupons on Uber Eats. Yeah, it's... where you get like little discounts and stuff. Try to really use those, but yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant? Do you have like a favorite restaurant? Ooh, that's tough. Um, okay, I'll kind of go. I've okay, I have a few. So I should say, um, if I'm like, you know, like if, like if I'm with some friends or if you ever come to Seattle, you should, but if you ever do, you should come. Um, uh, anyway, if you do come to Seattle, there's this place in the university district. It's like by university of Washington and it's called Aladdin groceries. My goodness. That is the best, like. I I don't know if it's Mediterranean. I don't know if it's Middle Eastern, but like that stuff is good. So it's like fries, right? But it's like it's not like regular fries. It's like good looking fries. Anyway, it's fries, and then they have this little machine that they like slice meat. So it's either like beef or chicken or steak or 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 obviously not pork. So. And so beef chicken or <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and then so yeah so they slice it up they pour this like i may get i may get dried but to me it looks like like parmesan cheese but it's not parmesan cheese it's like i don't know anyway they pour that stuff and then pour this like <laughs> and then they pour this like sauce on it right and oh, Telling you, <laughs> telling you, driving over there. <laughs> it is home. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's so good. Yeah, it's so really good. It's so so. There's that. Um. Okay, I really like pizza, and this is in Washington. But like, I literally like yesterday, I went with a few people from work. We went to this place called Buddies. It's like a pizza place in Detroit. Yo, like the pe- there's literally one pizza that this guy ordered. It's like called the Detroiter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That is the best pizza I've ever had in my whole life. And I'm out like was it like deep dish? It it was like it was like deep dish, but it was like in a square. You know little Caesars like Detroit style pizza? Have you ever had it? It's like a square. Oh. I have I've had square pizza though. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like a square, right? But it had like I think it had like barbecue sauce, it's a bunch of other stuff on it. But you bite it mm-hmm. 
and it's just like straight flavor. So yeah, barbecue sauce is un- underappreciated on pizza. It, it is hands down. Especially yeah. put it on like Papa John's pizza, and then you pour like and uh, your toppings or whatever. It's really. Mm-hmm. I like Papa John's a lot, yeah. and I get so I think it gets a lot of criticism. But I really like Papa John's, especially the, the thin pizza. Mm-hmm. It's really I like cute. country pizza, like pizza that has like like really thin pizza. Yeah, That's the country the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, it's really good. Dish. Yeah, it's just good. Um, okay, I got like a few more questions. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, Have so wait. Way. Okay, we'll do. What do you got? Uh, plan for is the rest of this year and for into 2022 any like any any new music any projects any videos films (laughs) (laughs) um so in terms of like creative stuff um definitely have some music on the way um i finished this other single paired with um so while I was working on Sweden, we also finished up this other single um, that is tentative to come out very soon. It was supposed to come out this month, but like, I don't know, stuff happened. I got busy. And when it comes to like releasing music, I really want to be, um, like, I really want to focus on it. Not kind of like half-assed, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to have more time to kind of work on that, on that release. So the next song that's coming out is called Thing On To Me. And it is basically about, you know, wanting someone that you're with or whatever, honestly, to be patient with you. That's mm-hmm. basically like what the song is about. It's like, you know, it's going in, in detail about, you know, how we're not perfect people and that we've had our mistakes and we have our traumas and everything. And, uh, you know, be patient with me. That's basically what the song is about. Yeah. Be patient with me. Support me. I'm or- crying for you. <laughs> so um so that's kind of what the song is about and ideally like i want i'm working on an ep right now and it's you know we're working on the release to be in january nice. and yeah so there's a few things coming up <laughs> yeah. single coming soon i'm trying to release it before january before this ep is gonna drop mm-hmm. um music videos i'm not too sure with music videos i like I really want to take my time with music videos because I want to tell like a little story in them and like just have everything fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when I have a music video coming, but you know, you'll know. That's kind of this one on the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for now, it's just music. Okay. Just music at the moment. Um, so look out for that single. It's, I actually am the front man when it comes to producing it. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it flop. <laughs> Watch it flop. Wow. I, I like the song. I like the song. I'm playing on repeat for 24 hours, so it doesn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it. You know, it makes me happy at the end of the day. It makes me, you know, like get ready and I don't know, pops me up. And working on song for like the longest time is another COVID baby. And um, yeah. So. It's kind of like, um, it's less, I want to say like, it's a little less bedroom poppy. Mm-hmm. It's a little less Sweden. It's a bit more kind of like indie, like okay. going into like indie pop. All of them, like, all of them are kind of the same, but you know, and this song, like you have, 
more guitar and you have more drums. You have more of like your classic band, I guess, yeah. in this song, which is cool. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's happening. Um, I guess like that is like the main thing that's happening right now. Um, and yeah, I do have like, a, I do, like I am working on a script right now for like this like movie that I want to make. <laughs> hey. Um, like in the future. <laughs> And um, I'm excited for it. I'm starting to write it now. It's basically like a coming of age story, but about someone in their 20s. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So basically, I'll be honest. Like, I'm 23, okay? And I'm not done with college. And like, I recently kind of went through this thing where I was like, wow, like, what am I doing with my life and and i know i'm only 23 and it's like oh my god like i'm probably like a child to like other 20 year olds who are older than me but i feel like a lot of people kind of go through that and they kind of get like stuck or lost in a certain point of their lives where they kind of feel like um we don't really know what direction we're heading in and honestly that's kind of how i felt even after releasing sweden i was like is music is music for me like am i supposed to be doing this or do i need to be like continue with the film thing like I kind of got really stuck mm -hmm. um and I kind of had to like regain what it was that I just enjoyed and like loved and like just wanted to immerse myself in and I feel like you know that kind of happens with people in their 20s as well <laughs> and I feel like it's just really common for someone to get stuck in their 20s like that and like I've experienced it with you know my own family members I've seen this with my old friends who were way older than me um you know and i feel like we don't talk about that enough especially in our age group like i feel like we don't really like address that we see coming of age movies about teenagers yeah. younger kids yeah. um but what about us <laughs> yes we're adults but some people don't have to figure it out yet i don't even have to figure it out yet um and sometimes that, and well not sometimes but that's okay there is a, a a time and a place for you to realize that and i feel like we don't talk about that enough and like i, I went through that kind of still going through it but we're figuring we're figuring figuring it out now yes. so yeah that's kind of what the story is about we're <laughs> working on it oh i have like so much to say like <laughs> but yeah i know yeah i love that idea because i'm 26 and i like i i literally had you know you know, people like joke, oh, you know, you had your Coraline crisis when you hit 25. Like, I'm, that stuff is really, <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was so bad. Cause it was, <laughs> you know, like, like mm -hmm. long story short, and I'll explain later, but long story short, like, I hit 25 and I was like, damn, I'm 25. I am a quarter, like, I'm literally a quarter of a century. And I'm half of 50, right? And now I'm, now, now I'm 25, so I'm in the middle of my 20s, but I'm leaning a little more to my 30s, right? Because now I have five years to like really make sure I get my stuff, you know, together, right? Because like, if I don't, once you hit 30, you know, like, and this is how I see it at that point. Nowadays, like, okay. But anyway, at 30, it's like that's life you know what i mean like you cannot you can't like like there's no redo button when you hit 30 that's how i thought you know because yeah like once you're 30 you're an adult like you you've had yeah 
yeah, like peak uh, adult. over ten years to like figure out being a you know a kid. So it's like, yeah, I, like that's some small, but mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. I really do. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I think that that's you know I feel like with twenty five, like I do hear that a lot. It's like when you turn twenty five, that's like the half of your life, and people take that like super serious. Um, and you know the story is supposed to kind of be like a support for people you know who have dealt with that or who have felt like kind of lost or like oh like oh wow like you know I'm 26 now and I feel like I haven't accomplished what I'm supposed to do or you know people my age haven't figured out like what about me you know and the story is supposed to be like a supporting you know like a helping hand and like telling you that it's okay (laughs) we're still figuring it out um your time will come like that's kind of what the premise and story is supposed to be you know it's like some people have figured out and that's awesome and some people don't but you will figure it out you know not to like beat yourself up about it (laughs) you know like even when you're 30 if you want to decide you know i want to be a filmmaker do it you know like age is not a disease it's just a number yeah um and you can still do so much more when you're older or now um and that's something that I'm like coming to terms with. I'm like, oh my God, like I have to race into everything because I'm going to be 30 one day and then like, I'm useless, you know, but yeah. no. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm happy that you kind of relate to that. Cause that's kind of like, you know, I want to speak to people through that film, you know, speak to people who kind of went through that. I went through that and like, just help or like, just, you know, make you feel more comfortable about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be kind of funny too. Yeah. <laughs> like dark humor. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I have tons of, tons of dark humor in me. That's podcast. Next podcast. Yeah. You like the idea. I've, it's honestly like I'm, I'm in the very early process of writing it. Um, that's like the most inspired I felt lately to, make a film like i'm like dead set like once the script is done i already have someone who's gonna kind of review it for me take a look at it help me fix it you know work around the edges and you know hopefully with that script it'll go somewhere <laughs> make a film out of it that's the goal well who knows when that's gonna be <laughs> so just i don't know we'll see i guess same as plug just uh keep uh, i don't know just keep keep watch oh. It'll come in the exactly. next few years. It'll come. But yeah, like you, but, you know, and you've noticed that at your age. Like, have you noticed people like, like that were kind of in your position too, kind of go through that? Yes, I have. Yeah, I have a lot. And it's like, even, even, you know, some of my friends that like, cause, okay. So like, I, I went to, I went to college with a few of my, or obviously went to college with a few of my friends. That's why they're my friends. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I went to the, the U of A, right? But in Tucson. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I had, you know, some of my friends who were super achievers. Like they did really good in school and now they're doing really good in life. You know, I have a few friends who's like trying to become a doctor, which was really cool, you know? Um, but then like, yeah, and seeing that, and then also the, the most craziest thing, and I never realized this until like later on in my life was 
Um, I didn't finish college for, it was expensive and like just mentally wasn't there. Um, so, you know, so I kind of went back to Seattle and then I went, and then I went to one of my friend's graduation who was, was becoming a doctor and to kind of see them graduate, I'm not going to lie. I was a little jealous. I'm not a jealous person, but I like, I felt some type of way. I was like, bro, like, like we, we graduated high school roughly the same time. Right. And I met you in Arizona. I was here in Seattle. I met you in Arizona and we went to school at the same time. We did the same classes at the same time. Like, like life was literally the same path, but for some other reason, like I'm watching you do what I could have done. And now, now you're doing what I'm doing, which is now you're not in school. And so like for a second, I, I, I like caught myself. I was like, yo, what's your deal? You know what I mean? Like, bro, why are you like buggy now? Like, why are you so jealous of your friends who are graduating? Like you should be happy that they're graduating and that they're, you know, that they actually stuck to something and, you know, they're becoming doctors and doing, you know, other cool things. And so... Yeah, like I definitely have seen that happen, um, like within my friends and without with other people. But yeah, it was just it was such a wild thing to like experience that I'm like I'm actually glad I experienced it um, because I think if I had forced myself to go that path where everybody goes that path, none of this would happen. Like literally, where we're at right now, I highly doubt it would have happened. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's like life just has a funny way of working. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And like, you just have to be open to what it's gonna throw at you. Like, you have to be open to it. You have to be ready. Well, not ready, but um, have an open mind whenever something changes. I guess. And so yeah, hopefully I... this film will speak <laughs> to others and like. You know, and yeah, like it's it's something to be jealous about. You know, it's life wanted to give you your own thing. Life wanted to give you your own path, and um, and now you know kind of like why it did. You know, here you are with the wandering year. Yes, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally agree. Yeah, life is funny. Um. I guess my second to last question that kind of goes with what we were talking about is, so, all right. So when everything's like all said and done and you've achieved what you wanted to achieve, be it life, music, whatever, do you want to be remembered or recognized for what you do? So it's kind of like a legacy question. Um, I mean, I don't want to put my phone past people, um, but I would just want to be remembered as someone who just wanted to be a light in like someone's life you know like I just want to be remembered as like someone who was like a support system who guided someone through something tough or you know just helped others in general it's kind of I want to be remembered like I don't really want like anything crazy <laughs> you know in general like I just try to be helpful to people and you know I feel like that's one of my love languages is just you know, being helpful and being a support system and trying to just like make someone else's day like way better than mine and like someone's situation way better than mine. Yeah. Um, so I try to be, I try to be selfless, and that's kind of like what I want to leave off of is just be remembered as oh, 
Titans helped me with this at some point, you know, or, you know, she did this with blah, and like, I just want to be that person that impacted someone else's life in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, that's kind of the only thing I, I hope to do for, you know, I, I hope I get to that point and I hope that I'm, I'm that person in someone's life. Um, you know, I just want to sit in my cat's get cozy and just think about what the good things I left behind, especially in other people's lives. So sad. One day I'm not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. And I come to church. Yes. Got to live life to the fullest. Of course. Be nice to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's beautifully said. I think, yeah, it's beautifully said. The idea of being a light in someone's life is, it, it is very important, you know, like there have been, there, like there have been a few people in my life that are like, just came up right moment we were just like that bright light mm-hmm. I'm like, never forget it and some of them are like still with like friends wise and I know them and others like not at all anymore and it's not because anything bad happened but like you know it it kind of reminds me of I don't know if you've seen Medea but there's there's a it's, it's kind of unrelated but it'll make sense later Marim <laughs> okay funny um but you know there's something there uh there's there's something that Medea said that like really really kind of like got me and it was like she was like you know I don't know I think it was it was one of the movies or the plays but anyway she was like you know there are three types of people in this life there are people who are the branches people who are the leaves and people who are the roots Right. A branch person is someone there to kind of support you when things are going okay. Right. But a little, but if they put too much support, it breaks, they fall apart. A leaf is just somebody's just there, you know, like they're there, they're present, but when the wind blows, they're gone. But a root, a root is someone that you need in your life. Right. Not someone, Yeah. no matter what. If the tree shakes or the plant shakes, the roots are grounded in. And so I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. You said that you want to be a light in someone's life because, you you know, you kind of want to be a root in, in that sense. Yeah, I, I like that analogy a lot. I think that, that speaks a lot. Um, and who knew Medea? Wow. Yeah, so I said. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it, it makes sense. You know, it's sometimes you just need to realize that, like, your world is not entirely about you. You know, there's everyone has their own lives and like you never know what could be happening in someone else's life. And I think, you know, why not try to go about it in a positive way and just be just, you know, like a positive avenue in someone's life, even if it's like a stranger. Mm -hmm. Because you never know what could be what could be going on, like behind closed doors. And, you know, be the root. Like don't be a leaf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um but yeah I, th- I think that analogy definitely adds to that and i think it it has a good message and honestly that needs to be phrased or like hung up somewhere <laughs> cheers be a root in someone's life yeah yeah you know it's it's just genuinely genuinely just how i feel you know i've always like just wanted to be like just something positive or like happy in someone's life i guess <laughs> um I don't know. That's just, that's kind of what I would want. 
you know, in my life. Like I would want people to treat me with respect or, you know, be kind or like support me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. All right. I think my last question is where can we find you? <laughs> like on social media, like, oh, yeah. Where, like, where can my crew follow you so that they can be part of your crew and support you in whatever you do? Oh, uh, yeah. You, you like can that. definitely find me on Instagram. Okay. Find me on Instagram. You can go to my Twitter. Nothing really exciting happens there, though. Um, so, I'm giving my handles if you want to put them in the <laughs> Okay. I think you know one of them. This is the IG. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Look at me being a being Zoom savvy. Exactly. I see. The, the Twitter. Okay. And Facebook. Nothing really important happens on Facebook. You don't need that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't have a Snapchat. Um, the main ones that I use is I, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and definitely TikTok. Okay. Oh, I don't know how to use your name to that. That's so funny. Yeah. I just put like a little. <laughs> Let me intermission for me to figure out <laughs> what my tiktok username is okay i don't know how i forgot this but one second <laughs> i face <laughs> yeah so you can find me at tidy smorg on instagram and tiktok and then tidy smorg on twitter okay i thought the z looked cooler so i just kept it that way <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. nice touch to it yeah, that's where you can okay. find me. Go follow, enjoy, enjoy the sweet content. Yes, we will. <laughs> well, yes, all my crew, the one near, will definitely follow and support you. If not, uh-huh. we'll st- not on. Thanks, guys. Over. Yeah, it's over. But don't be sad because all good things have to come to an end. But it's not the end, it's the beginning. Anyway, okay. Well, thank you so much, Thais, for spending time out of your busy life to come talk to me i appreciate it you're an amazing person really cool down to earth and i'm glad that we got to spend some time to talk about just music and life so without further ado you can support thais i'm going to link all of thais's social media and music go out go out and stream sweden wherever you stream your music at and just support and share whatever thais is working on and while you're there you can also share the wandering too or on instagram and all the other social medias uh, and I'm going to link all of that in the notes below. But other than that, The Wandering Year has been doing some cool stuff. We have some stuff in Tucson with Blake that's doing some stuff here in Tucson, here in Seattle that we're working on that's going to be coming out next year. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, I'm going to eat some ham, maybe turkey, eat a bunch of salad, some some pumpkin pie with whipped cream and ice cream, and eat probably like four or five of the Capri Sun pouches and uh, eat six Popeye biscuits, no water, because Popeye's biscuits is the best. All Popeye's, no breaks, as they say. Uh, okay, sorry, that didn't work. Anyway, be smart. Don't do anything stupid like eating Popeye's biscuits without water. And I will see you guys all next time. Bye.